Hey, if you're new and this is the first time listening, my name is James Tusk, commonly known just as Tusk, and I work as a dating coach for professional men. Together with my team, I teach guys to meet, attract, date, and build relationships with their dream girls without one swipe on a dating app or ever stepping foot inside a sweaty nightclub. Myself and the team travel the globe, taking clients places and events with some of the world's hottest girls. Think places like Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, Serbia, Croatia, and crazy hectic events like Rio Carnival, Day of the Dead in Mexico, Mardi Gras in New Orleans, and Full Moon Party in Thailand. Today I'm with Les. Hello, you horny bastards. <laughs> and in today's episode, we're going to be covering voice quality, the thing that accounts for 38% of how we communicate. So not what we say, how we say it. Uh, so if you're a modern man living in the 21st century looking to get the most out of his dating life and life in general, and you really want to communicate more effectively, grab people's attention, create attraction when you're talking to girls, this is the podcast for you. Boom. So it is, we've just had our smoked salmon sandwiches, Les's birthday, I jumped the gun one week early and bought him an entire smoked salmon and just turned up. I with, was not complaining, it was you, good. Well, I turned up and you came down in your boxes with a semi. Like, what are you doing? And I was just standing there going with a fucking fish in my hand going, here kilogram Les, like, of smoked salmon. Yeah, kilogram of smoked salmon and your birthday isn't ironically for another week. Anyway, I spunked the proverbial, I jumped the proverbial gun, but say la vie, but it's great smoked salmon. So we just had a couple of those. It's a afternoon in London. The weather is cold, but more importantly, the stuff is still open. So it's been going really well with the day game stuff. We've got some brilliant footage coming at you soon. If you haven't already seen it, it's going to be us in shops approaching. In terms of what I've been up to, uh, a few things. I bought a, a new chain, oh, which you're not a fan of. It has a skull on it and it's sterling silver. I'm sure you can hear that in the background. You can hear it. <laughs> I'm slowly going through a mid midlife crisis with my jewellery buying. Uh, as well as that, I did an interview with a guy called Troy Francis. Interesting guy, good mates with a couple of the daygame.com lot who trained me all those years ago. And he seems like a normal dude, London-based, a bit older than me. He's written a few books. But it was interesting just meeting up with him and, and having a chat on his channel. A lot of shared stuff going on there and he's actually going to be helping out on the Halloween boot camp. So if you haven't signed up to that, it is the last chance to work with me and Les in London this year. We're going to be back in the UK and Europe and Europe for that matter in April next year. We're mm. leaving on our South America tour, so this is the last chance to work with us on a massive discount. Thursday the 30th of October for 4 hours in field. Friday the 31st, uh, sorry, th Thursday uh, Friday the 30th of October. Four hours in field, Saturday the 31st of October, Halloween, four hours, and Sunday the 1st of November, four hours, 12 hours total, only £979. It's going to be maximum 10 students. We've got eight signed up so far, two to go. It's going to be a fucking sick lineup of uh, coaches. It's myself, it's Les, it's Troy Francis who's going to be helping out. We've got a really, really switched on guy called Jerome, who's a kind of a long-term friend of me and Les and is just an all-round good guy, he gets laid like a rock star. And a former student called Cam, who's really cool as well, works in the city. So really cool lineup of coaches. It's going to be a fucking blast. Um, in other news, I met up with a guy called St. Robert today. He's a Latvian guy, big guy, cool guy in London coaching for a few days. Went for a coffee with him, sh shot the shit, uh, but it was good to meet him in person. And in other news, I pussied out of two approaches, which uh, for me is 
my, my whole game basically these days is about approaching three or four girls on autopilot. On a daily basis. Yeah, very much the frequency. You are the sum of your habits routine. And it was a couple of these where I wasn't really in the moment. I'd almost kind of zoned out of myself. Mm. You're not really truly present. You weren't present. You were just getting too involved in the yeah. activities. Missed, well, just walking and just thinking about stuff. Missed the opportunity. Kicked myself back into action. Go, fuck, I need to approach her. Turn around to approach her. One had gone into our office building. And the other had, um, I think, gone just into disappeared. The, Just disappeared. Low yeah. behind a bush. It's always, it's always that case, though. If you hesitate for one or two seconds, she walks away. And the opportunity's gone. She's gone into the building and you're never going to see her again. We and talk, then you live yeah. with that regret. We talk about the zero second rule, don't we? Where, let's be honest, especially if you're walking around the street or you're walking past a coffee shop, you see the girl and immediately know that you find her attractive. Mm. And so there's no excuse. You have yeah. to just train yourself to go in the moment. The more simple your mindset is when you see that really, really attractive girl, the better. It needs to be ape man. It needs to be ape man mindset where it's hot girl mindset, approach. It's just... Two, two thoughts, hot girl approach, not hot girl, uh, should I approach her, should I not approach her, does she have a boyfriend, is she going to work, is she in a hurry, don't think about any of that stuff, there's no such thing as the perfect moment, the perfect moment is now, and oftentimes the less perfect it is, the better it is, because it makes it more authentic, so really, really just go for it, and don't hesitate, because as soon as you hesitate, like you've just mentioned, the opportunity is gone forever, he who hesitates furiously masturbates indeed have you have you watched that uh charlie sheen episode on two and a half men is that where it comes from that phrase no but he goes um he goes what are you going to say to those two girls over there and he goes uh and he goes that is the chronic war cry of a masturbator <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking brilliant uh to come full circle then guys if you'd like to be the lucky two remaining guys on the boot camp drop a message info at jamestoss.com We've already created the group of guys who are attending and we, me and Les are already kind of talking to them, getting them to do exercises each day in the build-up. And they're getting pumped up for that. They're getting super really pumped cool. up. And just basic stuff like we've been telling them, right, do one approach a day and holding them to it. And the next week, come Monday, it's going to be do fucking two approaches a day. And if you do that situation, you've already fucking hit 14 approaches. It's that compound effect, just doing it on a daily basis and it adds up. It really, really does add up. Can't say enough about that. In other news, how uh, how's life been with you? I heard you went to a comedy show recently. <laughs> <laughs> or were you the comedy show? What happened? I think I think I stole the performance halfway through the night. <laughs> Can you uh, give guys a, a slightly PG version of, of yeah? Happy to share. Of yeah, of course, of course. I'm. I mean, I'm on the internet already. I'm basically you're signed all, my soul you, away you, to you, the devil. You're already <laughs> fucked, aren't you? Yeah. Um, went to the comedy show with a lovely Australian girl, obviously not going to mention her name or profession, but turned out really well. Found out she enjoyed a party later on that night. So obviously we partook in, in many adult activities, going to the adult candy shop, if you will, <laughs> got goofied up to our eyeballs goofied and, up. uh, had a fantastic night. But as these things go, um, I think in my older age, I, I just couldn't, couldn't get it up. It was like playing, <laughs> playing pool with a rope, which obviously uh, doesn't uh, help the situation at hand. So obviously went to Billingsgate Fish Market far too many times, which she <laughs> eventually called me out on and uh, had a good night nonetheless. But next day said goodbye to her, never saw her again. So I just guess that goes to show that sometimes you can have an absolute shocker and you can't really do anything about it. You just have to wave, wave that cookie goodbye. That cookie. 
And yeah, I guess it is the yeah. animal fatty thing of, of just you've got to love the low, the lows, the highs. Just enjoy the moment because it's 100%. Gonna, the ride's going to end sooner or later. Hundred percent. So, what have we got on the agenda for today with voice quality? So, again, just a quick reminder: this is how you say stuff uh, in that pie chart we see on, see online called the Mer Merbran Merhan study. I don't know what it's called exactly, but I'm sure the guys know what we're talking just about. Google, them. Just Google it. Just go uh, body language or voice quality communication. Yeah. It will come up on Google Images with a pie chart, and it has 55% body language. We talked about the importance of super alpha masculine body language, a bit like that hypothetical silverback gorilla in an mm. urban environment last week. So this is the 38%. Guys get so caught up with that, um, the, the line of what what line do I say next? But it's only accounts you know, for, for, for between 7 to 10% of your actual communication with a woman. Yeah. If you want to get your shit sorted out, it should be primarily the the body language and then it should be how you say stuff, the voice quality. A hundred percent. We can't emphasize that enough. Your voice quality determines whether people respect you or not. If you go up to a girl and you start talking at her and you sound like a field mouse, she's not gonna wanna she's not gonna wanna go out with you. She's not gonna respect you. You're not gonna be dominant in her presence. So it's really, really important that you get this sorted out. And that's what we're going to go over today. What the different characteristics are of very good voice quality. So the first thing is speed. So how fast are you speaking when you speak to people? Now you don't, obviously the ideal is to be more slow. Mm -hmm. Be more slow when you speak to people. Um, don't race through uh, your sentences. Reason being is because when you do that, when you speak too fast, it tells the girl, whether she's conscious of it or not, that you're not used to being listened to. You have to get your words out as fast as possible. And because of that, you obviously don't have a lot of authority. You don't have a lot of status in a lot of situations that you uh, that you find yourself in and it's just become a habit. Mm -hmm. So if you slow down your speech, it does convey a lot of authority. It conveys a lot of confidence. And it tells the girl that you are you are quite a popular chap in your other social conversations. Yeah, we, we see it a lot with students there, and rightly so, they're, they're nervous, especially because they're not used to talking to hot girls sober, and mm -hmm. we send them into an approach, and it's like machine rapid machine mm -hmm. gun fire, and the girl is just kind of rabbit in the headlights, overwhelmed. Yeah. State transference is a big thing, so we have to remind students, and it's something we remind ourselves, but if we're all pumped up and nervous, and we're speaking super fast, guess what the girl's going to do? She's going she's to gonna feel nervous as well. Yeah, she'll mirror that, and she'll mm. start speaking very fast as well. Yeah. Typically, actually, to be fair, I do communicate pretty quickly, especially when I'm talking to you or talking to students or communicating logistical man-to-man -man shit. But I make a conscious effort, as you guys will have probably seen if they've watched you know, the YouTube stuff, of, uh, of that ability to slow down. And it's super key because, first of all, you're not going to run out of things to say. Second of all, we're going to give you yeah. time to think. So you're actually going to uh, listen to what she says, pause, and then use that to pivot on it. That's a great point, actually. Just giving yourself time to think. It really uh, accommodates active listening, which is what we talk about a lot of the time. So key, yeah. Active mm. listening. So active listening for guys listening is not waiting for your turn to speak. Uh, thinking your line of conversational thread is more important, actively listening to what they're saying, not just the words they're saying, but how they're saying stuff. A woman might say, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm really happy. But she said it in that dead fish tone where she mm. fucking wants your balls pickled on a shelf. It's um, <laughs> one of a better phrase. I don't know what I was thinking about. Pickled, uh, maybe I'll be pickled testicles. Pickled, pickled walnuts at Christmas. A tasty <laughs> Christmas treat. 
<laughs> on that note, never, never. Have you ever eaten a pickled egg? It's like an old no, school I haven't old actually. snack. I mean, we'll, we'll do it as a joke in Christmas, but fuck me, they, they're, they're not tasty, are they? Well, they've been in there for up to a year, so they when oh. you bite into it, it's literally black inside. Gosh. Like one of those thousand year old Chinese eggs. I remember on my farm in South Africa, our, our dogs used to eat rotten eggs. Really? Yeah, and they would stink for like two or three days. So I can't imagine. The dog would stink or the egg the would dog stink? would stink. Fuck me. Because an egg, an egg that's just rotten inside is absolutely disgusting. Why did the dogs like eat those? They were weird. Dogs eat anything, man. They eat pigs. They eat pigs ears, don't they, as well? They eat everything. I'd eat a pig's ear. <laughs> it fucking stunk. I used to work in a bar and we used to have a bag of them to feed to dogs. And I obviously forgot my packed lunch one day and got, got, got not got horny. I wasn't fucking the pigs. <laughs> I got peckish. I got hungry. Tusk was rustling around the back. And I saw the bag and I was like, fuck the smell. I'll just get on with it. <laughs> Started nibbling on one and the manager came in and went, is that a dog's ear? I went, what? He went, it's okay. You can show me I've done it as well. And I was like, oh, fine. And we cheered dog's ears and started nibbling together. Anyway, the days of working in a pub, we digress massively. Uh, so speed, look, the, the default thing guys should be thinking about is slowing down with women. It mm. gives you time to think. You're not going to run out of things to say. It puts more weight and emphasis and it helps calm you down. Yeah. If you just pause sure. and slow down your speech like this in the moment, you just relax. Yeah, it's and you make good eye contact. Yeah, and one one other thing as well. Is when you when you do slow your speech down, make a conscious effort not to give into the speed that the girl is going to be speaking at. Because oftentimes, if you stop a girl in the streets and you're walking, or she's in a hurry, she'll go, oh, "I've got to go, I've got to go." Like I'm in a big hurry, and the guy will will follow that, will follow her lead, and go, "Okay, cool, cool, just stop, stop, one minute," as opposed to just slowing down and going, "No, no, no, two minutes, two minutes," and he controls the for lack of a better term, the frame of the conversation. No, I think that's, great. Slows, that's a great term. To yeah. Use. I think that's the appropriate term to use. Yeah. He, he controls the frame of the conversation and he brings her into his reality as mm. opposed to getting pulled into this very, uh, very perturbed, fast-paced reality that this girl is living in. And then mm. immediately you're off to a good start where you are controlling the frame in that conversation. You are being dominant and uh, yeah, you're communicating to her on your terms. Great point. What is the next thing on the list for good voice quality? So volume is the next one, which is basically how loud you're saying stuff. Now, yeah. there's a, I think there's a misconception thinking you always have to speak super loud. And actually, we've all met that annoying guy. Mm. Again, no offense to, to American viewers out there. I was like, about to I'm, say. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I know that a big lot of you are from the US and I appreciate your support, but historically when i've come across this it tends to be the annoying american guy who's mm. just overly confident he turns out he's like a milkman but the americans <laughs> are just so confident about every station in life he's a postman yeah, yeah. and he's like just everything needs to be almost said to the point where he thinks that everything needs to be overheard or he just mm. maybe he's just a fucking fool and he hasn't cali learned to calibrate himself so don't think you always have to be speaking loud don't you need to I think a better idea is to calibrate. But if you're getting feedback from the girl saying, oh, what was that? You're way too soft. Yeah. It's... We see it a lot. We take a guy out to a busy road. He is speaking very softly, almost whispering. And the girl is going, what, what did you say? I can't yeah. hear you. Or you're mumbling. And that, again, use that feedback from the girl. That's a sign you need to fucking get louder. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, a lot of the time, a general rule is just be a little bit louder than you normally are. And don't hold back your words either. You almost need to, when you say something, you have to say it from 
the depth of your stomach as opposed to up in your throat. And that really carries through a lot more. Girls are more pro they're, they're programmed to listen to that depth because when you speak from that deep, deep place in your stomach, it shows that you're not scared to be dominant in front of others as well. And that's a massive, massive turn on for women. So an exercise that I like to do, um, and I like to do it with the clients that we teach a lot, is make a sound, you know, and move up, move down from your neck and into your stomach. Oh, and then start speaking from the depth of your stomach as opposed to speaking from your throat where most people speak from. So depth and, is the same as pitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we've got volume, just pitch. to be clear, volume is speaking loudly or something. Oh, so we're still on volume. Well, we can do, I mean, oh, depth yeah. and volume are kind of, they're, they're interlinked, right? So volume yeah. is how loud something is. Depth is, as you said, we want to have that kind of lower, deep, masculine, gravelly voice. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah, anything else to say on, on any of those? So we've got speed, volume, depth. So speed, just to recap, slow down. Volume, nice and loud, but obviously calibrate to the situation. Sure. But never have it where the girl is going, oh, you're mumbling, or what was that? Because yeah. then you need, you, know, you need to speak louder. Depth is, instead of high pitch like this, mm. it needs to be lower, yeah. deep, masculine. Definitely, definitely. And that creates a lot of sexual tension as well. People who speak from their throat, very high pitched and very fast, the girl, you'll dry, you'll dry her up. She'll be drier than Gandhi's sandals. Drier than Gandhi's sandals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what is the next important point of very good voice quality? Well, I was just going to say on that note. So okay. me and you, as as examples for this, typically in historically have come across as monotone. Mm. We might not, we might not necessarily be speaking too fast. Our volume might be correct, and our depth is fine, but we've got no emphasis or variation to our voice sure so what you need to think about is that hypothetical a bit we like we talked about with the body language that hypothetical super masculine guy i think a good exercise for guys to think about is that hypothetical uh guy with massive amounts of conviction who's almost a medieval storyteller who's drawing in people with mm. his voice when he's telling a story there's there, there's real emphasis there's real kind of you're just living it in the moment and yeah. that's going to help you with that monotone voice help you step help you stay away from just kind of droning and switching someone off it's sure. great if you're a newsreader trying to put someone to bed at night but <laughs> yeah. unless you're auditioning to be the white noise yeah you need variation in your tone just to captivate her attention captivate yeah something you said there that i'm just going to really emphasize it's so important when you're telling a girl something feel the emotions of the story and naturally you will be captivating it's so 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 important mm. um when you feel the you feel the you feel the emotions and you really will start expressing that a lot more to the girl which i guess goes back to the whole principle of talk about what you want to talk about talk about what you're passionate about and actually that conviction and authenticity is going to come through yeah okay yeah. um in terms of other stuff i've just done it there which is something i i'm constantly aware of something i do which is use filler sounds and filler phrases and filler mm. words so filler sounds typically i use if guys are, what do you call it Hawk-eyed, hawk-eyed, hawk-eared guys may notice I say um when I'm thinking or you know or maybe. And what we do, these are just habits we need to consciously be aware of and trying to snap out of. Mm. Uh, filler words take away from the conviction of what you're saying. Sometimes it makes you feel unsure. It actually yeah. dumbs down what you're saying as a guy as well. If you say, oh, well, yeah, maybe kind of let's meet at like seven. I mean, it's just, it's weak. Yeah. So it's something that I've just, from years of habit, have just constantly always trying to train myself out of. 
Anything to add about the filler words, filler phrases? Are there any that you do or you see students typically doing? Of course, doing? yeah. No, I'm terrible with filler phrases. Um, yeah, maybe, kind of. 100%. 100%. That's, <laughs> that's more not, agreeable. That's not the worst one, though. Cause that's is, that, actually... is that a filler word, though? If someone no. says something and you agree, you're like, cool, man, 100%. Not I agree really. with that. Not really. I mean, you use it as a kind of a filler phrase, I guess, when you're thinking. But it's not the worst in terms of filler phrases. It's not. It's okay to have some of those. Yeah. It's just, I think, for me, things like maybe or kind of need to go. You know, sure. doesn't really matter. It, it's more about if you're doing a really high-end sales call. And this is kind of where I became consciously aware of it because my sales manager would say to me, look, you've got to cut the you knows, you've got to cut the maybes, you've got to cut the ums. There can't be any kind of lack of assurance in what you're saying. Same with women. High value women do see through stuff. I mean, they're going to give you some leeway because, you know, not everyone's perfect, but it's just something that guys, we tend to work, see a lot of work needed on this stuff when we work with guys. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys again hopefully by listening to this podcast you're actually consciously aware of this as stuff because most guys will not even think about this record it's yourselves so listen back to yourselves mm. watch charismatic speakers at the risk of offending people when this isn't the goal but again the the fairly high-end you know financial sales jobs i used to do one of them it was pretty high level like we'd have an hour training every fucking day every fucking every day, day you'd have every an day training. an hour training on something to do with how we're coming across and the guy wasn't racist guy, but he goes, you know, at the risk of offending people, I'm going to be slightly controversial here. And he took us upstairs, turned the lights off, grainy black and white film on. I was like, God, this guy looks, oh no, that dodgy tash. Oh God, it's Hitler. And he actually got us watching a fucking Hitler speech. Really? But again, not, to, not condoning anything he's done. Absolutely not. But if you actually look at the speed, the tempo, the way he, the way he jigged up a crowd got them hanging on every word and then delivered the thing it's a he's a, a prime example of an extremely charismatic speaker yeah. even you know we always talk about this but regardless of what you think of his political views someone like trump communicates yeah. very well yeah a lot of the worst leaders in history have been the most the confident they've carried the most conviction in what they say there's a reason they yeah. got to that position and you could say it's a bit of a chicken in the egg. Have they then developed that charisma off the base of it? Obviously, when you're in a position of extreme power, you're going to feel that self-confidence pumping through your veins. It's going to mm. exacerbate any kind of qualities you've got. But you've got to probably have had it to, to get there in the first place. Definitely. Definitely. Without going too much into a Hitler rant, is there anything... You've got some notes here on, on stuff. Is there anything you wanted to go through in particular? Yeah, I would say a few notes. I was having a think about this... Uh, topic today before before we sat down to try and really flesh it out and one of the things that i that is important to think about is don't shift your voice when you're in front of others to accommodate them that's often a sign of weakness and a lot of people are not actually aware that they're doing that so what would be an example of that so an example of that would be you know when you're with someone you start to speak faster you start to speak higher mm -hmm. as opposed to just slowing down taking a deep breath <laughs> And speaking normally like you would if you were in a room by yourself mm -hmm. you know and that there we go i just did you know and that's you've caught that off me uh, you never used to do that <laughs> probably you know you never used to no, <laughs> I mean, you know correctly there but yeah yeah um yeah so it's it's and we're not actually aware of this it's it's small little things like like i said speaking faster speaking in a higher pitch and we often do this when we're talking to a very attractive girl as opposed to just being very calm, very relaxed, slowing down, not feeling the need to speak faster, not feeling the need to speak from a 
louder, higher pitch. Sure. And that is one thing I really want to hammer home. This is often seen in in the workplace as well. You know, the boss comes in and he goes, hey guys, how was your weekend? And everyone will up the pitch of their voice. They'll laugh at them. They'll speak uh, much higher. They'll often supplicate to the boss because he's in a position of power. Now, you know, obviously if, if you're in the military and stuff, you need to be careful of these uh, positions of power. But for the most part, try and hold your own because that's going to do you a lot of justice when you are talking to that very, very attractive girl. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Anything else? One other thing as well is if you do listen to, you know, these these four points that we were talking about today, they are, you know, speed, speed, depth, volume, and filler words. Mm -hmm. If you come across, uh, obviously, doing those correctly, it shows that you have control over your environment, which is a sign of confidence and dominance. And this is a direct result of how you feel in that moment. And how you feel is going to shift what you do and women are attracted to what you do. So a lot of it conveys, you know, how confident you are. And essentially, that's what women are really, really attracted to. That deep level self-confidence. Yeah, just being bossing your reality and just being uh, having 100 percent assurance in that environment that, you know, you've got it sorted. It doesn't matter. You know, I was on a date with a girl the other day and I said, what are the, what are a few things that you're really, really attracted to? And one of the things she said was, I like to be with a guy when I go into an uncertain environment with him, he has to be really confident. He can't shift his behavior. He has to meet new people. He has to introduce himself confidently. He has to be able to hold himself. And obviously that's a small thing, you know, on a date, but it does show what women are really, really attracted to. Someone who just owns the world. They're at home in the world. Mm. They're at home in the world because they've had experience. They, they know what to do. Mm. Okay, that's a good mm. point. Anything else? For now. No. Again, I think the, the one thing I would say is similar to mm. last week. Just putting it, just that, just that pretend thing of, of trying to be that masculine, pretending you're a fucking masculine guy. How would that masculine guy move mm. for the body language? Same with this, that fucking hypothetical super alpha guy who is the boss of his reality and fucking owns it because you should be. It's your reality, right? Your fucking rules. We all have a perspective of reality, but it's ours. So let's fucking boss that. But the same mm. with this, like that hypothetical boss man. How is he going to speak to people? And if you combine that in with the body, it's a very easy thing to marry together with the body language and focus on both together. Yeah. Because if you've got super masculine body language, boss body language, you've got you, that would naturally then flow into the way you're communicating with someone is fucking super masculine and boss as well. So I think work on those two things together is going to be key. And in terms of, yeah, you've got a few few kind of anecdotes of, of this stuff actually in action for yourself. Uh, are there anything you want to kind of cover with this stuff? Yeah, just two things I thought about today which uh, are quite relevant when it comes to, you know, how you sound the voice quality. Once in a hotel in Morocco. <laughs> At the start of every CD story. <laughs> You've just been buying me some of that weird Viagra stuff. I remember you coming I did, back actually. and, and book, bring, what was it called? I can't even remember. It had a name that was brilliant. Horn, it wasn't Horny Goat Weed, but it was something like no, that. No, it was like, uh, what was it? It was like, like, I don't know why masturbation came to my mind. Um... Like sexy one thousand level one thousand? No, it wasn't. What was it? I can't even remember. Anyway, it was this male Viagra that they grow in uh, Morocco that you boil, you make a tea out of it, and apparently, 
You're harder than Samson. Harder <laughs> than Samson. Samsung or Samson? Either one. Uh, Samson. Yeah. You know from the Bible. Yeah, the guy who got crushed by the pillars. Yeah. And you cut his hair. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I digress. Uh, the we were foc- I was focusing on voice voice the can't even speak. Voice quality. Yeah. So obviously depth. Um speed and volume yeah trying to just focus on that be as good as i could in that and when i went and spoke to the receptionist mm-hmm. she act she actually said wow you know your voice sounds you have a really nice voice and i've never actually got that compliment before from a woman and it happened the first day when i was actively working on this because because you come across as a confident guy you come across as a as a guy who's in touch with himself he's, he's a sexual guy he's dominant and women are just massively turned turned on by that. And the second anecdote I have to really back this up was when I was on a date with a girl a year or two ago. And the date went well. We went home and obviously things happened. And I was lying in bed with her at the end of the dates. And I said to her, you know, at what point did you actually want to sleep with me? At what point did you make up your mind? And her answer was, you know, when you started speaking really slowly, you started speaking in a very deep voice and it really just turned me on and at that point i knew i was going to sleep with you so you know women are going to be your biggest teachers they are always going to be the ones who tell you what really really turns them on for the most part if you look at what they do mm-hmm. and it, when women say this you know obviously you can imagine the effect that it has if you're talking to a girl in the day and you make that good eye contact you have that slow deep voice <laughs> it's going to do you wonders in the bedroom yeah great point i think from from just a a coaching experience side of it one thing that i saw was alex who a lot of you guys will remember my first kind of real big film transformation on my youtube channel uh who was obviously coming to london as a virgin 27 super depressed guy uh and you'll see in the first video of me interviewing him in the flesh Mm. his head down defeated so quiet monotone just hated you could just tell from himself he hated himself yeah. Or hated being there, hated the position he's in. But throughout the course of the week, we really worked on that voice quality, how he was saying stuff. And he was a new man at the end. And you'll see in the interview towards the end and the last few things, he's just, you know, actually putting some emphasis behind his yeah. words. And he actually believed in what he was saying as well. Yeah, you've got to believe in what you're saying. So yeah. I think that's a big thing. And and just a key point that I believe we miss out, we, me and Les always bang on about this, but one of the massive things that guys need to work on is just being more playful, taking life with a bit more, more of a pinch of salt. Sure. We've always said flirting is one strand of being playful. And sure. so, again, being playful, it's not really what you're saying. We're going to go into talking about that 7%, actually the, the kind of the makeup of the verbal stuff next week or another podcast. But... Yeah, obviously some of the words are going to help to self-amuse you and get you into that playful state, but you should be thinking in your brain, right, I'm going to be saying stuff in a playful way, a bit like an actor. And by saying stuff in a playful way, it doesn't really matter what you're saying, it's going to come across as playful. And it's something we have to think about, myself definitely, because I'm always so serious and you just have to think, fuck, why am I so serious? We're all going to die one day. Why so serious? Why so serious? Exactly, and it really helps because you speak with a smile on your face. And that just changes the tone of the words, makes it more playful, makes it more fun. And, and that's what people want to be around. They want to be around that those good emotions. It's like being in the warm side of the pool. Everyone wants to be there. So true. And and again, marrying that together with last week, talking about body language, which sure. was smizing. Smizing then leads into actually yeah. giving a, a playful voice quality. 
So you can't re separate these, which is why I think body language and voice quality need to be worked on together. You can't separate them out. They're, a, you know, they're an all encompassing thing that are married together. Anything else to add? That would be it. I would say those are the four main things to yeah. take them into account. Always be aware of them. It takes a lot of presence, just always being present, walking down the street, thinking, you know, obviously referring to what we spoke about last week. How am I walking? How's my body looking? And how do I sound when I talk to people? You know, it starts with you just getting in touch with like how you are feeling in that moment. If you can, really. if you can sort these out, which again, you're probably not going to be able to do on your own. Info at jamestuss.com, send us an email or go over to jamestuss.com and you can book a free consultation and we'll jump on a phone call with you and, and, and map out exactly what we believe are the things to work on. I was speaking to a German guy today, he'll remain nameless, but first thing I noticed when he got on the phone, absolute monotone, no conviction in what he was saying, quiet voice. I was like, man, like, has anyone ever, he had done a, a pickup course for a week with another company. I was like, did anyone talk to you about your voice? He was like, no, I was like, oh, it's fucking, an absolute disaster. You've been fucking ripped off. Cause again, it's an absolute disaster. Again, thinking about that communication thing, 55% body language. Mm. Um, and again, me and Les talks about it, but alongside that masculine body language, what do you wrap that masculine body language in? Decent fashion. If you look like shit, you're fucked. So just that point, <laughs> Get your fashion on point. If you don't know how to do that, get in touch with me and Les. We're mates with fucking expert fashion guys. We'll take you out, sort your fashion. We will sort your body language. They'll sort the fashion right. Bang. Next bit. How are you sounding? That 38%, that voice quality. If you're unable to do this on your own, if you want to be to 10x that process, progress and, and come to guys that, you know, we've worked with hundreds of guys and fixed their voice quality, come to us and we'll just 10x that process for you. Speed it up as painlessly and effortlessly as possible. You need those on point. If those aren't on point, you're fucked. You could be having the best lines in the world mm. and we are going to be teaching you about structure in forthcoming weeks. But without all this fundamental stuff that we needed to cover first, that's why we've done it first, you're fucked. So put yeah. down all the theory, all that shit until you sorted this shit out and forget it all. We are going to be, Les, it's a, a, you're leaving in two weeks now to go to Mexico. Indeed. And you're going to be touching down in Playa de Carmen, filming stuff. You're going to have some free space available for... The weeks after that so if guys want to potentially come and join you in mexico before i arrive get in touch info at jamestuss.com send us an email and i will be me and les are going to be joint running boot camps in Plata carmen then guadalajara then mexico city late november and december all boot camps priced at 1979 pounds for 16 hours infield thursday to sunday that's 2600 us great opportunity for you to fly over for a bit of sun a bit of sea a bit of tits a bit of tequila into an open country we will throw in some bar game as well and we will try to stay hangover free at least until uh saturday <laughs> of each week <laughs> um it's been a pleasure as always guys if you have got comments below this is going on soundcloud obviously youtube as well if you do have comments if there's any topics you'd like to see us cover please comment below and we will make it happen your wish is our command until next time peace peace